What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday, August 11th. We're going to be looking at a couple of things I'm looking for as the Dolphins' joint overlap with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continues after yesterday's joint practice through this weekend's preseason game. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on the show. Today is Thursday, August 11th. The Dolphins had joint practice with the Bucks yesterday. They'll do the same today. And then we have the preseason game this weekend. Uh, but there's some storylines and some, some opportunities for the Dolphins measuring up against the Bucks that I think are worth talking about because it's really going to serve as a strong litmus test for what the Dolphins can be this season. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Uh, there's a lot of great resources for this team that are out there, and for those of you who choose to start it with Locked On Dolphins, I greatly appreciate it. So as we dive in today, um, I think the first thing, and I'll join the, the prayer circle, no injuries. At practice, uh, we already saw Tampa Bay have at least one injury and then another injury scare yesterday against the Dolphins. Uh, wide receiver Russell Gage appeared to have some sort of look like a hamstring um, that, that popped up for him. And then Robert Hainsey uh, cramped up and needed the cart to get off the field, but it was just, quote-unquote, just cramps. So um, fortunately for Robert Hainsey, his injury, and of course, he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of things. Um, injury appeared to be a near miss, and, and hopefully Russell Gage will be back sooner rather than later. But this is like the fine line that you have to walk. And I come back to um, come back to Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys watched Hard Knocks this week or not, but it came out. It's with the Detroit Lions with, of course, former Miami Dolphins head coach, interim head coach, Dan Campbell. And one of the big moments was the first day of camp. They put the pads on, right? And they went full contact. And um, the end of that practice, Dan Campbell goes on this big spiel about, um, no, no, we put the pads on, we say full contact. You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy, but uh, I need you guys to trust me and that the studies show that you have a ramp up period to get ready for contact and so on and so forth. And while I don't necessarily think that that's, I mean, it is true, it is true. But there's more than one way to accomplish getting ready for contact, right? And I think that's the thing with Miami that I think is very interesting is a lot of what they have been deliberate about is reducing contact uh, in, the, in the training camp window to make sure that they are not putting undue stress on their bodies. And that goes back to another thing that Dan Campbell said on Hard Knocks when he's looking at these guys when the first day when they're all sitting there. And he's like, guys, you're never going to feel better than you do right now until next March. <laughs> and that's life in the NFL, right? So I do think it is um, – Miami's approach has been interesting to me as far as contact, where they will thud, uh, but if your pursuit angles, they'll – rally down and tap uh, as compared to 
consistently going to the ground. Um, and I do wonder, you know, I, and that's what I appreciate the opportunity to play against another team in that it's kind of like the middle ground where you can still, you could still have that mentality if we're not going to go to the ground. But I certainly think when you're going against somebody new, it renews the intensity. And some of the people that I talked to that were at practice yesterday uh, said, especially the Dolphins' defensive line, extremely physical. And I loved hearing that because, again, the question is when you don't put on the pads and then say, we're going full contact today, like Dan Campbell did when he threw his guys into the deep end in, in Detroit. The worry is, okay, well, are you going to be ready for full contact? Well, everybody that I talked to said, Dolphins defense, man, they they were throwing some dudes around yesterday. And that's Wilkins, that's Sealer, that's Agba. And Tampa Bay, of, of course, has lost Ryan Jensen in the, the heart of their offense uh, to a pretty serious knee injury. Uh, but regardless, this is still a, a pretty good offensive line from a talent perspective. So I loved hearing that bit of feedback specifically given the fact that as I'm watching Hard Knocks this week, it's like, oh, man, they're, they're, they're getting after it a totally different way than Miami would or my, than what Miami has from what we've seen. And that's not to say Miami is, is having a quote-unquote soft camp. I wouldn't say that by any means. But Dan Campbell had the guys put the pads on and said, let's go full contact. And um, I think Miami is much more on a scaled approach, and some of that is in part due to Dan Campbell has to shake the stink of a three-win season and, and destigmatize uh, the Detroit Lions in general uh, as and, and reshape the culture. And I think Dan will do a very good job of doing that. But that requires a different mentality where Miami says, hey, we think we're going to be really competitive this year, so let's be a little bit more scientific and calculated to ramp up those contact windows. And I, I think that's good. And no, there's no singular way to do anything, right? There's countless different ways that you could achieve the same goal. But looking at it through the lens of the joint practices, I think Miami, especially the Dolphins' offensive line, this is a great test because Raquan Davis is a, a physical player on the inside, but he ain't Vita Vea. And Vita Vea is going to test you in ways that almost no other player, maybe Kenny Clark in Green Bay, who the Dolphins will play this year. Um, he'll test you in ways that almost no other interior defensive tackle can with his size and agility and power and quickness. It's it's a really startling blend of skills. So I love that opportunity for the Dolphins. As I'm looking at the trenches for the defensive front, I'd say bring that same FU mentality that you guys had on Wednesday to Thursday and then do it again on Saturday. For the offensive line, there's a player on the inside, and then Akeem Hicks is no slouch either. But for especially for Vita Vey, whoever's drawing Vita Vey in your reps, Take advantage of, like, there's just, like, a math dynamic to Vita Vey as a football player with the mass and the speed and the burst and the explosion that the Dolphins don't have a player that could replicate. So take advantage of that. I will uh, also be 
very interested to see whomst among us is a fan of Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're absolutely delicious. I got a couple of cookies and cream over there in the corner now. Highly recommend. Right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. As I continue to gauge what happened, whether it was NFL Network had some reps that were available because they were at Dolphins Bucks practice or talking with uh, anybody who was in attendance at camp or at practice yesterday. One storyline, and reading the reports from, from the beat, who's there as well. But one story that I know got run for Dolphins fans yesterday was a couple of rough reps from Noah Igbenogany. And I'll say this, uh, Noah was an improved player all week last week versus what I had seen the previous year for the Dolphins. But I don't necessarily know that it's a coincidence that he gets put into a new environment where your comfort level is not, you're, you're, there's more unfamiliarity. And the performance, you know, he gave up a big catch to Julio Jones and he got a double move by Jalen Darden for big play and, there's a discussion in a team setting where he might have stopped early on a drill and, and or stopped early on a play and give it up run after catch to put the Bucks in position to kick a field goal in a simulated game situation and all that kind of stuff. We just need the floor to be higher for Noah. Um, because that's where it really will show up, especially when you're playing on an island outside. And I think one thing that between Noah and his performance amid the microscope that he's constantly under, um, because he was a first round pick, I am sure there is pressure in that kind of position. And I think it's important that we do remember like these are human beings as well. And it's not just, you don't just have to be big, long, physical and explosive. And I think for uh, somebody like Noah, who, who, when I watched him last year at camp, was certainly pressing, trying to make a play. Uh, I wonder how much of that is a dynamic for him, and especially in a new environment where you don't know the players you're going against quite as well, or you're lining up from, hey, man, this is Julio Jones, right? Like, Julio is one of the, the best of all time in modern football history at wide receiver. I think about that, and then I also think about some of the questions that Tua got again yesterday. Um, question. I'll just read the exchange. I'll just read the exchange. The Dolphins pursuing QB Tom Brady with the tampering. Did you have a reaction to that at all? Tua's response was, no, I think I answered that last week. The response was, I wasn't there. Tua said, sorry, yeah, I think they were doing that in 2019, but then I came in 2020. The same person again, while also in 2020. And Tua said, I mean, they picked me. And the same person replied again, yeah, well, it was 2020. 
And two responded, so 2020, it's 2022. I'm still here. Same person again, 2021 last year. And two said, yeah, I mean, I'm still here. To me, it's all noise at this point. Can we talk a little football with some of these guys? Jeez, Louise, man. Fishing for a quote, and I understand Tom Brady, so it's a story, but two is trying to get ready for camp. He's coming off of a practice against the Bucks, in which, according to a lot of people, sounded like he was pretty solid. You know, of course, there's the one throw with the Cedric Wilson route down the field that the ball was left inside and long, and it's without context, you couldn't possibly be able to educatedly say whether that was holding by the DB or said wrong, ran the wrong route, or if Tua just had an absolute stinker of a throw, but you wouldn't let that stop the Patriots fans on our timelines from automatically gravitating towards that and posting that as a meme, which I already saw as of last night. So uh, be sure to go dig out the Devontae Parker 0.1 yards of separation highlights from training camp this week. If you see any Patriots fans talking smack on the, um, on that throw from Tua. But, I mean, Jeff Darlington yesterday said, you know, he was consistent and that there were some within the Dolphins organization that would describe Tua of, of having an excellent camp in its entirety. And us from afar seeing if you were at the public practices last week and if you were in Tampa for practice this week, it's, again, important to bear in mind, we only know that they are installing the entirety of their playbook, right? Or at least the, the foundation of their playbook. But as you watch these practices and you watch more and you see the same plays pop up over and over again and the same ones are consistently the ones that are getting chunk plays, just put those in your back pocket because those are the ones that are going to serve as the Dolphins' core concepts and staples because if we run a concept five times, and we go one for five, and the one completion is a check down, um, odds are that's not going to be too high up on the play sheet for when we need a first down on third and eight, right? Like, you don't have to call every play in your playbook, but you have to put every play into the, into the playbook when you install the offense. So I think as I'm looking at, to get myself back on track, on track here because two is not going to have another press conference available for somebody to grill him about Tom Brady. As I look at the Dolphins and the Bucks and the preseason game that they have to play, I am interested to see how much run we will or will not see from the starters. I'd like to maybe see a quarter. To be honest, depends. I guess it depends on the field conditions. If it rains and it's wet. I don't maybe we're a little bit more conservative, but if it's good conditions, the turf's good or the grass is good, let's get them a little bit of run, right? And then you can ramp up and your second one can you could play a half of football. And then I think that's the Raiders. And then the Eagles, I think, is the third one. Just let the backups run and decide who's going to make the roster. So that would be how I would like to see them choose to handle it. But I'm not in the building, I'm not making those decisions. And uh, we'll just again have to hit the prayer circle and hope that whatever decision they make is one that doesn't facilitate any, any injuries along the way. So a uh, couple of test players on the bucks. 
I mentioned Vita Vea already. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is a very good one for in the same way that Tua Tungvalo is facing off against Javon Holland when the Dolphins are practicing against themselves. Uh, I think Antoine Winfield Jr. can be that kind of player uh, against Tua Tungvaloa for Dolphins O&D. And uh, Carmen Vitali from the Draft Network, who used to be on Bucks Beat for several years uh, for the team, is here in town this week and um, or is in, in Tampa for practices. And I asked her uh, when she watched today, she was Bucks O and Dolphins D yesterday. And when she was today told me doing Dolphins O versus Bucks D, she said, what do I need to look for? I gave her uh, watch 10 and 17 for a good time. Watch Tua versus your free safety to get a, a, an idea of him as a player. And then watch, if you want a mystery, watch how involved the tight ends are in the offense because it's, it's been a work in progress to this point in time. But Winfield Jr. is an excellent player. Um, I think the Dolphins wide receivers are a tough matchup for a lot of the Bucks' actual corners because they, and I know Tua mentioned this in his press conference, they play a lot of off-man and zone, right? Um, but they have high, long corners that um, don't necessarily transition well. Uh, they're physical and they can stay sticky on guys, but they don't have that short area twitch that a Tyreek Hill or a Jalen Waddle has. So that's an advantage and matchup that I think goes favorably into the Dolphins' favor when those players are all simultaneously sharing the field together. I think Devin White is another player uh, who is a great litmus test for the Dolphins. He is a hammer coming downhill, fits the run very well. Uh, he is somebody as a pressure player who can really put a lot of stress on the pocket from the inside, coming from depth, coming from the second level. And for whether it's Miami's backs or Miami's tight ends, or however he gets drawn, if the Bucks are going to use him in a play forward type mentality, that is um, a great player to test, again, the offensive line, the protection, the integrity of the pocket, so on and so forth. Levante David, their other inside linebacker, is sideline to sideline speed. Um, and in the run game, it's going to be your challenge to get over top of him and get outside of him if you're going to run wide zone and get outside of them. Uh, offensively for the Bucs, uh, Mike Evans is dealing with a hamstring. Looks like he's being slow played back, so we probably won't see him. Chris Godwin recovering from an injury. We won't see him. Rob Gronkowski retired. The uh, interior trio of the offensive line is all new players. Uh, Ryan Jensen is um, out with an uh, extensive knee injury. So, even without Byron Jones, you should look at that matchup and you should feel really good. Now, Leonard Fournette and the ability to be ready to hit Leonard Fournette, I don't know how much we'll get of that in today's practice, but if Leonard plays in the preseason game, that's always going to be a test, tackling a back of that stature and physicality. You better bring the wood. So those are some of the players that I look at aside of obviously Tom Brady, who you won't get any contact opportunities in practice. And I would be surprised if you got, I mean, the, the Bucks have three other quarterbacks on the roster. I'd be surprised if Tom plays in the preseason game in general. Um, but those are the players who 
I look at on the Bucks roster and I think are a great test. And then Tristan Wirfs. I'd be remiss to not mention Tristan Wirfs, who's one of the best right tackles in all of football. It sounded like he and Agba kind of went back and forth a little bit throughout the course of the day yesterday. Um, Agba does have a length advantage there that, that I'd like to see him uh, continue to take advantage of between practice with an eclipse that we get to see and if they, of course, play in the game. So. Um, those are the players on the Bucks roster that I, I think are really good litmus test players for Miami uh, in where they are at in their own development as a team at this point in time. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'll be back again tomorrow. Power to the pod. Looking forward to bringing this week to a close. Then we get Dolphins football on Saturday. Get excited. Kyle Krabs, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.